The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax-deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners. The radio's finest hour of power, talk radio with positive, affirmative authors, experts, and experiences. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are your personal growth coaches here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where our goal is to help you excel in life, love, learn, and laugh. And, of course, Heather is back with us. We're trying to get her on as the co-host as often as possible because she really knows how to pump your energy and help us all live our dreams. <laughs> and in our first segment today, Heather and I are going to be talking about a blast from the past, a playtime called Hula Hooping and how the hoop has made its comeback. In segment two, Jane Lowry Christian returns with book number six in the Quackless Duck series where you're going to meet Quackless Goes to the North Pole. How fun. And then contributors to the book Be the Star You Are for Teens with renowned authors Libby Gill and Erica Miner in our last segment. So we are a show about following your heart, doing what you love, champagne for the spirit with a little piece of lychee nut in it. And our first miracle moment for you is brought by Carmony Collection where you can find one-of-a-kind handmade clutches created uniquely for you from recycled and vintage fabrics, baubles, bangles, and beads. Give a gift to the special woman in your life. Go to myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches or CarmonyCollection.com. That's Carmony with a K, Collection with a K. And this is from Lily Tomlin. Sometimes I worry about being a successful person in a mediocre world. <laughs> I thought that was good. So hula hooping. Are you a mediocre hula hooper or are you a good hula hooper? I so remember getting my first hoop when I was maybe about seven. It was pink and white. My sisters and I had to share it. We took turns wiggling our hips to keep that circle going around our waist. But hula hoops are hitting the clubs now, right? And Heather, you're kind of a, a champion hula hooper. <laughs> Well, yes, and it is pretty amazing. As in a sense, hula hoops have been around for thousands of years. In Greece, and uh, three thousand years ago, hoops were made out of grapevines, and they were pulled around the ground and sticks. 
and they even have historical evidence of um, them existing in the, with the Native Americans. Though back then it wasn't a game and it wasn't for a fitness thing. Now in today's world, in about in the 1950s, they got really big. I had a talk with one of my clinicians today um, who grew up in how they had the Whammo, and where she grew up, she got to go to the Whammo factory when hoops were first coming out. Um, and, you know, originally they were made with bamboo, but they couldn't, the manufacturers, it was such a big success um, that the manufacturers couldn't keep up with the demand uh, for bamboo, so they um, decided to start using plastic. Oh, and I love that, Heather. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's I mean, they're totally awesome. That there's a lot of crazy stuff. And it actually, um, they, they first started manufacturing the plastic hoops in Australia, and then it got brought over to the United States, and in the span of four months, they believe it was somewhere between 80 to 100 million hoops were sold in 1958. So, I mean, it was it was a good time to be a hoop investor, I suppose. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, but it was one of those things, you know, that just took up such a great thing. And, and back in the day, um, there used to be all these kinds of competitions, and um, there's still, you know, kind of the wall of fame of people that have gone on. And um, in my research, the first person to win a competition was an 11-year-old who went for 11 hours straight of just hooping. Um, you no, know, see, I, were, I didn't, I can't even imagine, I mean, I can't imagine going that long. I mean, it's a I lot know. of work. And it's like a workout, and that was something, you know, what inspired us with this is I just turned 25, and I, I remember hooping as a kid, uh, but honestly, I don't think I've hooped in years, years, you know, at least 10 years or so. I, I could not remember. And for my 25th birthday, I received three different hoops from three different people and all had that comment of, you know, I swear this isn't a joke. Uh, I just, when I saw this, I just thought of you. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Every single hoop I got was so different. And the final hoop I got came from my brother's girlfriend who had this one custom made in Tahoe. And it, it's like no hoop I'd ever seen before. It's huge. And I guess there's a big craze up in Tahoe now. And I just remember, you know, when she was trying to give it to me and saying, oh, you know, you'll never guess what I got you. And uh, I told her, well, you know, the craziest thing. I got two other hoops and her face just dropped of like, well, I got what? <laughs> and I just became so obsessed and I could not believe what a great workout is. When I would hoop, I mean, now the be- the more I've been doing it, the better I get and the better I feel. And in my research with this, um, I found out that actual clubs, workout clubs are starting to host or, or it's been going on for a little while. You know, I, I um, exercise classes with these hoops. It's an amazing workout. I think a lot of people don't think about that. If you have kids, go into the backyard and, you know, borrow your kid's hula hoop. It's an amazing workout. It's your you core. Know, your really, it's funny because amazing. I always loved hula hooping. I always thought it was really fun, but it was kind of a kid's thing. But when you weren't very old, I don't know if you were like five or six, we went on a cruise and they had a hula hooping contest, and I hadn't hula hooped since I had been a kid. But both you and I won the mother daughter hula hooping. Do you remember? Yeah, we were, I in, that, we were in matching outfits. I, I should that. dig that out and put it on the website. That photo we had like matching outfits on, and we were both hula hooping. But who would have known that you would it, that it would be such a craze today? But it is absolutely when you start doing it, it's a real workout. Yeah, and, you know, it's, and fun thing too, it's becoming kind of trendy 
going, um, you know, there's always been the go-go dancers that are going, and now there's a new trend of go-go dancers that have hula hoops. I've been to a couple different clubs and seen these and just been like, that is the coolest thing ever. And, um, you know, and something, too, in circus acts and in kind of bohemian things, they have fire dancing, but it's fire hula hooping. And what they do is they put these rods that are um, drenched in, like, a kerosene, and they light them, and they hoop. So they're not in any danger. It kind of more just creates this, you know, really neat, almost Tahitian, Hawaiian feel to it. But it looks like they're hooping in a ring of fire. And um, There's all kinds of, you know, there's actual competitions that go on. There's a crazy circuit of, of weird things in life that if you do research, it's amazing to see these kinds of competitions even exist, um, you know, but people that can, you know, twirl them around their neck and their head and how many they can get, and if you've ever been to um, the establishment Hooters, there's a whole bunch of chains, but girls there, um, they have hula hoop contests. It's not really open to the public. It's more of for the guest entertainment to see um, the girls that work there do these hula hoop things. But it's have they been doing that for a long time, or is this a new oh, thing? Oh, yeah, they've always been doing the hula hoop thing, but it's one of those things that it just doesn't seem like they're going anywhere, and they just keep, I had, you know, until I got these hoops this year, I don't think the last time I even, I didn't even know hoops really even existed anymore. If that was something kids even did. And now it's, it's really becoming something that's more for the older ages, that it's a great, amazing workout. As they've discovered in recent years, that the greatest place to work in your body if you want a full body workout is to work your core. And, uh, you know, these hula hoops definitely work your core. I have to say, you know, when I picked them up that day and thought, oh, my gosh, this is just, you know, just for fun, I felt like I had an eight pack. I never felt so sore. And it's, you know, it's the good sore. You feel like, wow, I don't, it hurts to laugh, but you feel so amazing at the same time. You've worked so many different muscles and it's so easy. Anyone can do it. And at the same time too, especially in this crazy time, it's so cheap. They do make, you know, you can now have, do you have any idea, Heather, um, how much they are in the stores? I guess they're probably a range, obviously. Yeah, if you're I mean, going I would say, just like with anything, because there are, you know, name brand, trendy things, you can get them, uh, you know, custom made. But you can go to any, you know, Target, Walmart, uh, even a Toys R Us, you can get things as low as $5. You can even sometimes in grocery stores, they'll have that kind of obscure um, little, that one aisle, you know, that has swimming pool stuff that just kind of has weird things in it. And a lot of times you'll see hula hoops, and I think I've even seen them for, you know, $2 or something. And what a, what a great, easy workout, and especially if you have kids, what a fun way um, to interact with your kids as well, and you're getting a workout, and it's bonding, and it's, you know, it's, it's just it's a fun thing. And well, another, a question I wanted to ask is, I remember the big thing when I was young and doing this and having such a blast is that um, we would get several hula hoops, and the contest would be how many hula hoops you could keep going at one time without dropping them. Is that still the case, or is it people just doing one hoop? How many are you saying? In other words, uh, we would start with, you know, we would start with the one hoop, and then you'd go for a while, and then you'd put on two hoops, and then you'd put on three hoops, and then four hoops, and five hoops, and the competition would be who could keep four or five hoops going, because most of them, if they don't go in the same circle, they're going to be going all over, and then they fall. Because you can't keep the yeah, rhythm. I, I mean, I'm... So what you, know, you would do is you would take all the hoops, California, you know, so. you'd hold them tight, and then you'd 
boy, you'd give it a big whack with your hips, and away you'd go, and hopefully they'd all go together. Are you seeing that at all? Um, well, I'm, as I was saying, I'm sure it does still exist, but unfortunately, right now among my friends, I'm really the only one with the hoops, and um, so everyone, you know, if I have one in Northern California and two down that here, one, um, yeah. which are spread out, there, so I always seem to bring to friends' house, so if, I'm sure if we had more hoops, we'd be doing that, but actually when I was researching it, trying to find different records, there, um, there's some very obscure records out there, kind of thing of, if you can think it up, you can probably get in the Guinness World Book of Records, the biggest hula hoop ever twirled uh, was twirled uh, in the United States in 2005. This is fairly recent. Um, the man's name was Ishrira Furman. If you're out there, Ishrira, I'm sorry. I probably just destroyed your Butchered name. What's your name? But, right. <laughs> but um, the hoop was 13.88 meters, which is roughly 45.5 feet in that in circumference. Oh my so big, goodness. And what you know, exactly. and in um in China or actually in Taiwan in two thousand, um they set a world record for how many people simultaneously hooping at once. And 2,290 people um, participated in it, and they had to keep the hoops going for two minutes. Um, which, you know, for, I'm, I mean, I know now that I'm getting better, I could go for hours, but for some you people. You could. I mean, well, you know, we have a video of right there. Is, there is, a video you know, tape. just 30 <laughs> seconds is a workout. It's really difficult. Um, also, there was one in uh, in Rome. They spun one, a, a 53-pound tractor tire uh, as a hula hoop. You know, people coming up with that. I um, you know, I it's mean, just that it's amazing um, what I, – I just had no idea, and I just think hoops are just so cool now. Um, and I will just – you know, I think it's also – I could not explain to people what a fun gift it was. It was something – I don't know why people pictured that this would be a great gift for me, but I've truly fallen. Each of my hoops are so different, and I love each one of them, and it's so fun, and it's something that – when I brought around the parties or just over to friends' houses, how much fun that is for people. They have a great time, too, and you're also being physically active. On so many of our different um, T4Twos, we've talked about how, you know, people really need to get out there, how to save money, how to have fun, but also to be physically active. Obesity and all these things are at such high rates now. Yeah, and this is a really good way because it doesn't feel like you're exercising, you know? And exactly. That's, that's kind of the key. If you're, if you're going to... I mean, some people are gym rats, and they're great at going to the gym, and they're very, very disciplined. I don't happen to be one of those. I need to get my exercise in something that's really fun. And I think that's probably the way most of us are, is that we have, if we're doing, you know, if you love to water ski or, or play baseball or whatever, you do pretty well. But, but so this hula hooping is just a great idea, and... Unless you have a bad back, I imagine that just about you could anybody could I mean any age could do it, I think, as long as you you know, as long as you can twirl your your uh, your your stomach and your hips, right? <laughs> hey, exactly. Heather, where did the name there hula is no come really from? Is it no actually from the Hawaiian hula? What? Did you happen to find out uh, the name hula, you know, hula hoop? Did it come because of the hula? Is that what the name was? You know, I mean, that is my belief on why. Because it, you know, in the in my reason in my uh, research for it, they said they don't know the exact 
origins of the hula hoops. They're unknown to children, adults. All they know is that people have been twirling them and playing them. They've just found all these historical records of, you know, things that looked like hula hoops, things that may have been used in that way. Um, but, you know, my there was nothing saying the hula hoop uh, was named after that, but it's pretty self I probably based on the movement. Well, that's why it's named after that. Maybe we should have a hula hoop contest at the Books and Bands Bar. I think that would be awesome. No that actually would be really fun. I'm going to have to bring that up at a meeting. I wonder if people would participate. Would you? Maybe you'd uh, oh, up and oh, lead it. I will knock those kids out of the water. I All right. <laughs> okay. Well, give out the website, and you'll be able to see Heather at the Books and Bands Bash coming up in... September, um, she'll have her Carmony collection there for sale. So give us the website, Heather. Exactly. Go to beanstarur.org, go to Carmony Collection, go to myspace.com forward slash Carmony Collections, both with a K. And definitely, if you are going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area on September 13, come to our books and bands. It's our 10-year anniversary with Be The Star You Are, and we're having a great celebration to launch the new book. gets you in. It's going to be an amazing event. So please come check it out. And who knows, we might be having the Hula Hoop contest there, too. I like that idea. I'm going to to look into it. Well, when we come back from break, Quack the Duck meets Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and rides home with Santa. So get your sleigh bells on. Jane Lowry Christian is coming right up. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Bates. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure, more likely to have depressive reactions, eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with risky behaviors. You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media, and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information or visit our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Two seven. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world 
comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, we appreciate you staying with us and having fun with us. Jane Lowry Christian gives gratitude to her husband's cousin, author Deborah Lane, who encouraged Jane to write her own stories. Well, I've always said that everybody has a book inside them, but Jane has so many. Besides her childhood memoir, Bougie and Sissy's Adventure, Jane has a series of precious children's books. It's the Quackless Duck series. Today we are going to be discussing book six in the series, and that's Quackless Duck meets Rudolph the Reindeer and rides home with Santa. Jane is back. Welcome, Jane, to Be the Star You Are. Well, thank you very much this afternoon, Cynthia. It is so much fun to have you. I bet you look forward to this just as we do. Every month you are on our show with a new book. I don't know how you can be so prolific as a writer. Well, I don't know that either. It's just uh, something that's happening, I guess. And you're enjoying it, right? Oh, yes. I enjoy it very much. Well, this book is um, Quackless Duck uh, number six. Quackless Duck meets Rudolph the Reindeer and rides home with Santa. And, you know, I think most of us, Jane, as Christmas is such a special time of year that we could celebrate at any time, and there's nothing like Christmas in the middle of summer, <laughs> too. <laughs> so what a, what a really adorable story and adventure that Quackless has. So let's talk about what happens to Quackless as he and his little friends uh, go on another journey and end up all the way, well, only Quackless gets this special treat, but they end up with this wonderful surprise. Yes, uh, of course they uh, come home from uh, when he goes to heaven. Uh, Mr. Tomcat invites him back to the barnyard, and uh, of course he agrees, and they all go back to the barnyard, wise little owl and Mr. Tomcat, and Quackless and on the way. Oh, and don't forget the little froggy. Well, yes, and on the way, uh, yeah, he he has uh, this little green frog uh, uh, sitting on his bill, uh, riding back to the barnyard with him. <laughs> and uh, of course, the barnyard uh, residents are willing and waiting for them to come and willing to take them back into their uh, circle again. And uh, then uh, Rudolph, he. Uh, they all the barnyard knows that Christmas is coming because the family it happens this time of the year every year you know this this book is actually a Christmas book and I uh, kind of wrote it to be uh, you know you have to get ready for Christmas long before Christmas gets oh there. you do I mean are you one of those kind of people that Jane that start buying the Christmas gifts as soon as you see something that would be just right for one of the kids or yes, yes I usually do but I usually get a, a uh, unhappy with it before Christmas gets here, so I've kind of quit that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because it is. I mean, Christmas is such a happy time of year that you know this is a 
one of those books that when you read it, it immediately brings up those emotions of that wonderful holiday and all the joy it's about to bring. Yes, uh, and uh, it uh, Quackless, uh, Rudolph invites Quackless to ride home with Santa because Quackless does not have anyone to worry about. He doesn't have a Mrs. Quackless. And uh, so Quackless kind of pauses and thinks about this for a minute, but he decides he goes along. And uh, so uh, he does get in the... Um, the sleigh. Yeah, the sleigh with, uh, with Santa. And, uh, of course, now Santa does not talk to Quackless because Quackless does not talk to people. Right. He only converses with the reindeer and his uh, people or the... Kids and he's underneath Santa's, he's like underneath Santa's yeah. uh, blanket or shawl, Yeah, he's right? there holding it down. That's his job as he goes along back with Santa on his last lap of the trip. And um, Rudolph is very, um, uh, you know, persistent that Quackless should come along, and Quackless does do that. Except Quackless forgets. How's he going to get back? Yeah, he does. That was the thing. He goes for the ride, but then they end up in the North Pole. Yeah, and he realizes he's going to have to be there the rest of the winter. And uh, But uh, Rudolph uh, manages to fix a place for him in his manger, and Quackless is quite cozy there. And But he has to wait until, um, you know... Uh, a Rudolph. full year until yeah. the next Christmas. Mm-hmm. However, Quackless has a dream. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, he's always dreaming about his uh, Miss Prissy. You know. Uh, yeah. He has a dream in the book that uh, uh, he gets a partner. Yeah. Well, and but it's because his angel comes back and actually mm-hmm. tells him. Yes. Yeah. He, he that happens to Quackless. Seems like it. Uh, his angel comes along and takes care of Quackless's every need, everything he needs. Except when Quackless asked him, he wanted to ask uh, ask his angel another question, which was, Quackless really would like to have wings. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, Quackless does have wings as a duck, but he wanted to have wings like an angel. Yeah. And the response from his angel was, was not what he really wanted to hear because it wasn't he wasn't going to be able um, he wasn't going to be able to uh, be a person. I mean, it was yeah. different. You had to get to heaven first. Yes, yes. He, he has certain things you do before you get to be an angel, and she informed Quackless of this, and she kind of let him know that he should be satisfied with what he has, and um, and uh, but he thought if he had wings like her, he could fly home to the barnyard right away. You know. Right. But the the exciting thing, I think, is when she told him that when he does get back to the barnyard, that his his longing, his dream is going to be true. You know, he is going to find his pretty little missus there, and then that his dream tells him that, that they're going to have... A, a lovely, lovely first-class uh, wedding for <laughs> yeah. for this lavender Muscovy and yeah. Quackless. So he has to be very excited about that. Yeah, and wise old Al though informs Quackless. See, Quackless does go back to the barnyard in his dream, and uh, uh, but when he gets back there, wise old Al tells him that 
he will have to, him and uh, Miss Prissy will have to get married before they, you know, can be there uh, together. So right. He right. Likes, so that's why they're going to give him a wedding. Yes, yeah, there's going to be a big wedding. And, mm-hmm. and he, so uh, it, have you started the big wedding book yet? Oh, oh yeah, it's um, it's done. I'm ready to do it next month. Yeah. Oh, very good. So, and can you give us a sneak peek of what it's well, going to be about? It's called uh, Quackless Duck, Duck Visits the White House and Misses His Ride Home. And uh, that is number seven. All right. And uh, so... Um, and and is, is his new bride in this one? Well, uh, she, um, she uh, greets him when he does get home uh, in this new book. And uh, but uh, that comes later. Um, I'm working on number eight, but I'm not going. Jane, you've already started number eight. Well, you know, we should, and just in case anyone is uh, tuning in right now, we're speaking with prolific writer Jane Lowry Christian, and we're discussing her book six in the Quackless Duck series, which is Quackless Duck meets Rudolph the Reindeer and rides home with Santa. And what has been so fascinating about having Jane on the show like once a month is that you have a new book to share and a new story. And Quackless is always having these adventures. So starting off in the bathtub, not being able to speak to anybody at all except for his animal friends they could hear, but he couldn't really move unless somebody moved him, he has now become a real duck. Yes, that, thanks to his dream angel, she comes and visits him, and she gives him a new voice in one of the books. And then she, she give first she gives him a new body, and then she he he requires a new voice. So he he asks for that, but he has to work for that. And but he does get a voice of his Muscovy duck, which was what he is. And uh, it just goes on, you know, from one to the other. I. Um, I just have to sit down and read them all again to actually know what happened. Right, because there's so many now, and you just know the whole story. You're probably forgetting what's in each one. I want to give out just how people can get the books, first of all, and then we'll go back to talking about your writing process, which I think is really fabulous because you started writing late in life. But you can get a copies of the book if you go to the website exlibris.com. Well, let, let me do my website the way I think it. it you it do it. I love it. Okay. It would be Jane Lowry, L-O-W-R-E-Y, Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, forward dash, and then exlibris, X-L-I-B-R-I-S, bookstore, Dot com. Oh, and that'll take you right there direct. That's great. Is that a new thing? Because well, no, I just discovered that. That would oh, work. Oh, you just discovered it. Because before you used to tell people to either mm-hmm. Google your name or go there. That's yeah. wonderful. So give that again, Jane, because I like the idea that you can go straight there. All right. Jane Lowry Christian forward dash X Libras bookstore dot com. All right, and do you want to give the phone number too? Yes, you can call eight 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 seven nine five four two seven four extension seven eight seven six. Okay, so we've got that extension seven eight seven six. That's perfect. All right, so talking about the book, mm-hmm. uh, you're now starting on book eight, and what you've shared with us in the past is that the way you write 
is you just sit down and it just starts coming to you. Yes, uh, the Lord's just come. I, um, as the situation, the story develops, I get interested in it, and then it just, the words just come. And you don't even really know what the story's going to be until you start writing. That's right. Right. So give I us can... a little hint of, okay, yeah. we've, you're, we're going to be having the White House one. Do you know what's happening yet with uh, book six? I mean, with, with book eight? Well, uh, no, uh, I have just started on book eight, and book eight, uh, I'll talk to you about that later. In. Later, okay. It's it's probably going to have a little more surprises in it, huh? Yeah. Um, I'll just talk to you about that later. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, back to this book, uh, which is Quackless Duck Meets Rudolph the Reindeer and Rides Home with Santa. The photos, the illustrations, besides being the writer, Jane is also the illustrator. And every page is so colorfully uh, illustrated and drawn. And it's, the, it's the, the drawings that just want you to turn the page because you start off, you see all Quackless with uh, his friends. But one of my favorite ones... I love this photo, I mean, this uh, illustration, Jane, and I love this part of the story. When Mr. Wise Old Owl wanted to eat the frog, and the frog was like, please don't eat me, Wise Old Owl, please don't eat me. Yes, and, and Quackless, of course, uh, takes it upon himself to rescue right. the frog, and he is very appreciative, so he kind of hops onto Quackless's uh, uh, bill, and uh, he just... Uh, goes with him back to the barnyard. Right, and that to me, this is was charming because when I first, you know, when I was reading the book, I thought, oh no, this cute little frog is going to be eaten. Mm-hmm. And then, no, Quackless is a hero. <laughs> and so Quackless and the frog are actually really good friends. And I was wondering, the next picture that I liked was you see the frog holding on for dear life onto the bill of Quackless. Mm-hmm. And Quackless is scowling at Mr. Owl, like, don't eat my friend. Mm, yes, uh, he's, he's, Quackless is very sensitive to what his animal friends around him need, and uh, so he kind of, uh, you know, calls them down on things that he should and makes them understand that they don't do everything that they shouldn't do. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the, um, how about the children that are reading the book what kind of comments do you get from them? Because I always think that kids have just, you know, they have such creative minds, mm-hmm. and when they look at the pictures and they hear the stories, I bet that they, ha- you know, they come up with other stories or sidelines on their own. Do they share that with you ever? No. I, I, my little kids that, re- that get this book read to them are small, you know, and, oh. of course, they uh, get read to and, of course, small kids don't have comments like you and I would or their older brothers and sisters. So uh, I haven't got that input yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, it's interesting. We'll, you'll have to pay attention if you do uh, book signings or any of that. Now, how's the music going? I know that you and your husband, you love to sing together at uh, country music shows and 
you seem to do you know quite a bit of uh, of traveling around and visiting people. How's that all going? Well, uh, fine. We're uh, we go probably once or twice a week. Uh, it's kind of expensive to travel nowadays, you know. Oh boy, isn't it? That's, <laughs> that's expensive to do everything nowadays, isn't it? Yes, Shane? but we uh, I'll tell you, we do more singing in the car than we do at the music shows. But we do go to music shows, and, and, and what we enjoy kind of doing singing that. Are, are you usually doing? Pardon? What kind of singing do you enjoy? Oh, we do country. Yeah, like Ernest Tubb and, uh, uh, oh, uh, I can't think of some of the names. Uh, oh, I do Cowboy Sweetheart, you know, Patsy Montana, she started that. And so, I, do you actually write any of your own music? No, we're not into that. You're uh, not, I'm because you, I mean, you're obviously you are an artist in uh, many ways besides writing and your you know you do your drawing but you also are uh, a pianist so you play musical instruments too yes well some i do the piano but uh with my stroke that kind of slowed me down a little bit yeah well having a stroke does slow you down but it certainly doesn't seem to be slowing you very much but no, you're now like on your nice. ninth book <laughs> eight books in the quacklist series and then your uh, memoir so that's a, that is not quite slowing down, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I was uh, just fortunate that I could go ahead with Quackless, and uh, if I hadn't had uh, Harold with me, I wouldn't have been able to stay here in my home, and therefore Quackless would kind of been still sitting in my closet, you know, mm. not doing anything. You know, isn't it so important that we know, you know, that we have people around us that love us and support us and mm-hmm. take care of us and pick up the pieces when mm-hmm. things go wrong? And that was very fortunate because Quackless needed to be born and to be out here. Oh, yes. And uh, the, the original Quackless actually uh, was a, a yard duck that had a sensor, and uh, that wore out. That's why I chose Quackless. And uh, he's busy now, though he holds my rubber bands for me. Yeah, oh, see, there you go. <laughs> You've got another another use for it. Well, give out the website one more time the way you want to. The book is Quackless Duck Meets Rudolph the Reindeer and Rides Home with Santa. It's book six, the Quackless Duck series by author and illustrator Jane Lowry Christian. And you'll have to pick up the whole series because you want to find out the adventures of Quackless from book one all the way through and you'll just be waiting to get the next one so the website again jane jane lowry christian forward dash x libris x l i b r i s bookstore.com and that'll take you right to the books they're right there to to uh perfect on and and they'll come right up for you well, thank you so much for sharing your little duck once again. Well, and we're going to look forward to Quackless going to the White House. That's going to be fun when you come back with book number seven. So until then, thank you, Jane. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. The effervescent Erica Miner will share her secrets from her newest book, Forever Friends, when we come back. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't go away. Apathy. 
violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you ready for Dancing Under the Stars? Hi, I'm Dave Przicki, voice actor and volunteer with the Be the Star You Are charity, inviting you to join our 10th anniversary celebration on September 13th at our Mega Books and Bands Bash. New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan and 13 contributors will be launching and autographing the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens with all proceeds benefiting the charity. You'll meet celebrities, enjoy mocktails, snacks, raffles, martial arts demonstrations, the music of several live bands, be able to buy unique gift items from a variety of vendors, and also save lives by registering to be a bone marrow donor at our swab meet, sponsored by Marrow Miracles. The donation is only $13 per person for a full day of family fun, and it's 100% tax-deductible. Bring your wallet and get ready to make a difference while having a great time. Are you interested in being a corporate partner? Buying a table for 10? Advertising in our program or buying cases of the new book? We have lots of ways you can help. Contact us toll-free at 877-944-STAR. That's 877-944-7827. See you there. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying with us. I had the pleasure of meeting our next guest at a seminar where I was speaking in San Diego a few years ago. Detroit native Erica Miner studied music in Boston and for over 21 years was a violinist with the Metropolitan Opera in New York. After suffering injuries from a car accident, had to, she had to give up her musical career, but instead she turned to writing. 
She's penned several prize-winning screenplays, is, uh, has a, an award-winning debut novel, Travels with My Lovers, and her newest book is Forever Friends. And, of course, she has contributed to Be the Star You Are for Teens with the gift of friends. Welcome back, Erica, to Be the Star You Are. Well, thanks, Cynthia. It's so great to hear your voice. Well, the same. It's great to have a friend back. I'm dying to hear about your new book, Forever Friends, because you had said that so many great things are happening. So, uh, you know, you, your chapter in the book, Be the Star You Are, is the gift of friends. But let's talk about your book, Forever Friends. Tell us what it's about and, and how people can get it. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Well, it's actually loosely based on my teenage journals. As you know, I'm a great journaling advocate. And um, you, you actually speak on journaling and when yes. you, on cruises and yes. all kinds of things. I have a number of different topics on journaling. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, but when I started journaling and, uh, when I was 13 and just starting high school, I had no idea where it would take me that eventually I'd, I'd use those journals as a basis for a book series. But this is the first in the series, Forever Friends, and it's about four teenage girls who meet in a high school for gifted students in Detroit in the 1960s. And their gift is music, and they bond through that initially, but then they find that they depend on each other for help through adolescence and all of the trials and tribulations and as it turns out, these three best friends are still my best friends decades later and very, very important to me. And one of the reasons I wrote the book was, A, as a love letter to them and to the school that gave us that wonderful background, and B, because right now the 60s are such an amazingly interesting and intriguing time for everybody to kind of look back to wherever you go, wherever you read on TV, on the radio, in the newspapers, online, people are asking and writing about the 60s. So I thought now would be the good time to let that book come out. Well, and it, it's so it. I mean, it really is. It's very apropos, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I also just think what you're talking about is so important, the, the gift of friendship. How important. You, you have a quote in the Be the Star You Are for Teens book, that says, no matter how our paths diverge, we'll always manage to come back to our friendship, and which has happened to you with your friends. And, you know, in these uh, turbulent times, who else can you really trust but your good friends? And it's, it's so incredible when we have this kind of longevity. And this is what your book is really about, is how you don't always have to get along, but, but you, you still love each other despite the differences. Yes, you do, and whenever we get together, those four of us, or what, in whatever combination, it's as if we had never left each other. We just start where we left off, and that, to me, is totally amazing. Cynthia, I have to tell you a story. Yeah, tell us. Uh, I was on a plane going to Seattle to visit my daughter, and I had just uh, gotten the copies of Forever Friends. And uh, I was sitting next to a young woman, and we started chatting, and I told her about the book, and she said, oh, that sounds amazing. She said, you know, my grandmother is 92 years old, and she still has the same three best friends that she had when she was growing up, and they all see each other every year still. And I thought, I was just blown away. I thought, that is a true testament to the power of friendship. It is. And, you know, I, I look at my mom, too. My mom just recently turned 80. And her best friends, they were literally born 
just across the street at home. <laughs> they didn't weren't born in a hospital from each other, and they're still best friends. That's amazing. So eighty years of best friends, and it's funny when they're together because they they giggle like they are still little kids, and you know they know everything about each other, and. That is such a precious, a precious gift. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Just it's so wonderful. Now, tell me how, tell our listeners, how can they get your book? Give us, uh, your website is ericaminer.com. That's correct, E-R-I-C-A-M-I-N-E-R. And there are links all over all of the pages of this website to my book, whether you want to get it from Amazon or Barnes & Noble online or directly through me through PayPal, you can get an autographed copy. I always that think way. that's the best. I mean, I love autographed copies. I have my own library. I, I really prefer to have it from the author. So go to ericaminer.com. I mean, anybody can do the online stuff. They can't get it from you unless they go to your website. That's right. And as my publisher says, there are many Amazon books, but there's only one Forever Friends. Oh, what a wonderful way to end this. And I'm sorry we haven't and more time to spend with her, but if anyone wants to meet Erica in person, you will be able to at the Books and Bands Bash coming on September 13th. So check out ericaminer.com and get more details and pick up her book. And I'll get to see you very soon. I so looking forward wait. to it. I can't wait. It's going to be so great. It's going to be so great. Congratulations, Erica, on launching your new book. And we know that Forever Friends is going to be another award winner. It's always fun to have a brand new book, isn't it? Oh, it's great. I can't, you know, I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yep, yep. And you are actually working on a thriller, right? Uh, Murder in the Pit is going to be published in 2010. So actually, we all have to look forward to for that, and it's going to be out and next spring. Yes, excellent. EricaMiner.com. Thanks, Erica, for being on Star Style. Be the Thank star you, you are. Yeah. And now we're going to go to executive coach, speaker, author, and a very good friend of mine, Libby Gill. She, we've been friends uh, ever since she appeared on this radio show with the launch of her, one of her books, which was Traveling Hope. She is also the branding brain behind the launch of the Dr. Phil Show. She's appeared on numerous television and radio shows. She even co-hosted the Coaching Corner with me right here on this network as my success sister, she contributed the gift of risk to be the star you are for teens, and her brand new book is You Unstuck. Hello, Libby. Hey, Cynthia. How are you? I am so good. You, we have both been so busy. We have not even had time to take a breather and talk, but you have always been a risk taker, and now you've got a whole new website that's launched, a whole new coaching business and helping business. And this new book, tell us about you. Oh, on thank set. you. You're so ex- I, I so appreciate it. But I also want to make sure we talk about your new book because okay. we're we're here to talk about teens. But my book is called You Unstuck, and the the subtitle is Mastering the New Rules of Risk Taking in Work and Life, which is why I wanted to write about the gift of risk for teens. But it's really about looking at all the limiting assumptions, the the beliefs that we hold that undermine where we really want to go in life. And what I've done is put together a really practical guide of what I use as, a, as an executive coach to help people identify where they're stuck, identify the beliefs that are holding them there, and then work around them to achieve what they want to achieve. Well, and Libby, we all have limiting beliefs, don't we? We're all like playing those tapes from childhood or something, and unless we really work through them, we're going to stay stuck. Well, what I try to do is take people through my process of clarify, which is about clarifying the vision, 
simplify, and that's simplifying the most direct route to reach a goal. That means alleviating obstacles, getting all the junk out of the way, and then execute. And that is executing that plan, your action plan, with very bold and aggressive vision and and using factors for accountability because that's what I find is what you know kind of separates the the men from the boys or the girls from the women is is finding ways to structure and hold yourself accountable to reaching those goals. Well, and you have always been a really about accountability. I mean, that is something that uh, you you try to make it very simple for your clients when you're working with them. But accountability is critical because if if we aren't accountable, we don't really ever accomplish anything. Well, it's kind of the, you know, the New Year's resolution syndrome where we think, oh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to go after this promotion, I'm going to, you know, find a new relationship, whatever it is. And good intentions are just fine, but that's all they are, good intentions. It's right. backing it up with action and being able to persevere even when we've got to start all over or we've got to course correct and throw out what we've done so far. And one thing that I did, and I really learned this by listening to my own clients, is I put together what I call the Accountability Club, and it's every month, the last Thursday of each month, I've got a great speaker who comes on, an author or somebody who's in the the cutting-edge strategy side of life change and transformation, and we do a 20-minute conversation, and then there's an hour of coaching as a group where people really hold each other accountable to reaching very specific actions. They identify a monthly milestone. That's kind of the big picture goal. And then what I call the game changers. You know, what are the three to five things you're going to do? Not the 95 things, which is where people get bogged down, but three to five things you're going to do toward that milestone each month. You may not hit the milestone because that's a target, but you've got to, once you commit to those game changer goals, you're on the hook. You've got to do them. And we are all there as a group to hold you to, to, holding yourself accountable to uh, to taking those steps. That is really exciting. Let's give out your website so people can sign up and get part of this this new accountability club and this new coaching that you're doing. I love the idea that it's a, a group effort, you know, with not only you but another uh, authority that is guiding your club. Mm-hmm. So it's LibbyGill.com. LibbyGill.com, and if you just scroll down on the homepage, you'll see uh, not only about my book, You Unstuck, but the Accountability Club. Well, in addition to um, the Accountability Club, you also uh, speak around the country, and you also are an executive coach, so you're available for individual kinds of coaching as well. Yes, I do. Lots of brand strategy and building your business and and also a lot of corporate culture, how people, how organizations as well as individuals – really identify what their authentic value is. What is it that you bring to your customers and your clients? And then in an organization, how does each person, what does their personal brand contribute to that? So once people have that aligned organizationally and they understand what their piece in the entire puzzle is and what the internal brand is and how that affects the external brand, then people really all start sort of marching in the same direction. And it's really amazing how that can create a real performance and results culture out of out of one where, you know, we may be experiencing layoffs or uh, just general chaos or fe- people are feeling sort of stagnant or sluggish because we've all been so held back by the economy. There's this, I mean, that's really why I wrote You Unstuck because people are just feeling like, oh, what do I do now? I can't afford to make a mistake. I can't afford to take a risk. 
I better just, you know, kind of keep my head down. And, and this is not the time to hunker down and hope it all just passes over you. This is the time to innovate and try new things. And, and Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, this is why I think it was so advantageous and auspicious that you got the contract to write you unstuck because this, as, as the economy was going bad, usually books take several years to get out, but this is really timely. And, uh, you know, people need to be looking at different ideas and different ways of being successful. We can't just do the same old, same old anymore. No, we really can't. Gonna work. To, and we've seen that now. And, and you know, for all the, the turmoil and the, and the pain, and people have really suffered with financial losses and just the hardship and the stress that all of this brings. But it's also, in some ways, leveled the playing ground and really made people look at, do I need that second gym membership or do I... Do I really need those cable channels, or do I, you know, the, the kinds of things that maybe well, not give up? We can live without them. We didn't yeah. have them all the, you know, for years, and now that we have them, we think we need them. Well, let's give out your website once again. We're running towards the end of the hour. It's LibbyGill.com. That's L-I-B-B-Y-G-I-L-L.com. The name of her new book is You on Stuck. You'll also get to see. Libby's contribution, The Gift of Risk, in the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. And that's such a fun chapter, by the way, because you start off how it was for you in college and all the different mistakes you made, and but how you learned from them. And I would have loved to have been there when you were singing. <laughs> that was... Uh, you, had, you have a lot of humor in you, Libby. Thank you. Well, you know, it's such a... Adolescence is such a stressful time, and as much as people want to be different and find themselves and express, the truth is we're we're all just dying to fit in, and it can be really hard to think about taking risks, positive risks, whether they're in sports or in the arts or academics or whatever that would mean to a teen. So just to be able to say, oh, boy, did I really pull some really stupid stuff when I was in high school and college, and here's what I did, and here's how it worked out. And to be able to share that, my hope was people wouldn't take themselves so seriously and that they'd be willing to try some new things. Well, and you ended it with a great quote, and with your great quote, we'll end our show. Libby Gill's quote is, to fall flat on your face is human, to get up is divine. (laughs) LibbyGill.com. Libby, it is fabulous to talk with you again. We will be in touch. We'll have to take a breather and just chat. I'd love it. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> Thanks for being on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. And thank you to all of you for being great listeners and sticking with me through thick and thin for all the years since 1998. You are my champions, and I love you for it. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org to find out about Be The Star You Are for teens and about the 10th anniversary celebration. For anything about me, go to CynthiaBryan.com, Brian with an I. And until we celebrate next week, remember you are a star and you can shine. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Ciao for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk.
The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.